the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show here on the Salem Radio Network. Dennis is a little under the weather today again. I'm sure he's getting better very quickly, but in the meantime, he has asked me to hold down the fort. Bob France coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio. My home base is AM 1420, The Answer. That's 1420 AM, The Answer in Cleveland. My program is called Always Right Radio on uh, alwaysright.us online. You can check it out there. Uh, but this is the relieffactor.com studio hosting the Dennis Prager Show today. It's good to have you with us. Believe it or not, I'm not going to start the show with abortion today. Although this continues to be the defining issue of the moment, this continues to be the um, most important conversation that is happening on the political stage, uh, on the cultural stage, on the societal stage, on the big tech stage. It continues to be because of the leak, of course, of the draft opinion from Justice Alito indicating that the court is ready to overturn the 1973 ruling. So I've been talking about that on my program in Cleveland, Ohio. I know a lot of other people have been as well. Uh, and, of course, I talked about it last week with you on this very program. I'm not going to start with abortion today, believe it or not. What I'm going to start with is crime. I want to talk about crime today, at least at the very top of the broadcast. What do I mean by crime? Well, I'm talking about the crimes that are being committed in the name of maintaining, if not expanding, access to abortion on the part of the American left. Because that's where we really are right now. The issues of abortion, quite frankly, are, are, are no longer really up for debate. You know how the left likes to use the words settled science when it comes to things like things that aren't settled? You know, like COVID vaccinations. It's settled science. They're safe and they're effective. There's no, there's no uh, uh, adverse reactions. There's no problems that could occur. It's settled science. Quit denying the science. What did Dr. Science say, Dr. Fauci? If you dispute me, you dispute science because I represent science. This is science. Get the vaccine. It's safe. It's ineffective. The only two side effects, right? The party that likes to say that the science is settled when it comes to climate change, when it comes to global cooling, then global warming, then global cooling, then global warming, that's changing. We told you it's going to be changing. Yeah, so we screwed up whether it was going to freeze us to death or melt us to death. Point is, it's changing, and obviously it's our fault. Science is settled, never mind all of the contradictory science that says not so much. They like to be the party that says science is settled. Ah, you know, science, when it comes to sex, chromosomes, and genders, well, it's not really settled there, you see, because, you know, people can... People can defy science, and people can be one thing in their body and another thing in their heads, and uh, science isn't so much settled there. But the party that tells you they're the party of science can no longer dispute or deny what a, what a child is. I mean, the advances in 4D technology, the advances in understanding exactly what stage of development that a preborn baby is in, knowing exactly 
I mean, almost to the minute, what is developed and when, when the brainstem forms, when the heart starts beating, when digits are formed on their hands and feet, uh, when their development of their brain, all the feeling of pain, all of these things. Are, it's, it's no longer a question. You're not carrying a caterpillar, and you're not carrying a, uh, an embryo, and you're not carrying a clump of cells or a blob of protoplasm. I mean, it's just more clear than ever before that you are expecting a baby. In fact, I don't know too many moms who say, yeah, I'm expecting, I'm carrying a fetus. No moms actually say, I'm, uh, I just felt the fetus kick. No mom ever said, I just felt a clump of cells develop a different kind of clump and push out against from the main clump uh, against the outer wall of my uterus, pushing through to my belly. And look at that, my clump of cells kicked. Nobody says those things. Everybody knows what we're talking about here. So the party of science can't deny truly what a baby is. Even, even uh, you know, President Joe Brandon acknowledges that when you abort a, uh, you have an abortion, you're not just scraping out a, you know, a blob. You're not just uh, providing a health care procedure for the mother. You are indeed killing a child. He used the word. So the idea that we're going to make a judgment that is going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child based on a decision by the Supreme Court, I think goes way overboard. Yeah. Uh, so everybody knows, the left even knows it's a child that is being killed whenever an abortive procedure happens, right? So let's get back to the crime. What depths, to what depths is the American left willing to stoop? To what depths will the American left uh, go to be able to protect, if not, again, expand and enhance their rights to kill their child. It used to be the mantra that we believe in, quote-unquote, choice, which is a, a, a weak way out because it's not choice that is the opposite of life. Death is the opposite of life. I've covered this. But for newbies, look it up. Grab a thesaurus. You'll see synonyms and antonyms antonym for life is death and the antonym for death is life so if you are pro-life the antonym or opposite of that is being pro-death so the pro-death cult known as the uh, american left knows full well what they are killing and knows full well what they are doing and the old adage used to be safe legal and rare that would be their mantra safe legal and rare we think abortions should be allowed we think death should be allowed to be the choice for a mother for their child death should be an option but we want it to be safe and we want it to be rare now it has become any time any place for any reason at any stage of gestation including yeah, including the third trimester including the eighth month including the ninth month in fact, if you really want to bring it home, the left-wing former governor of the state of Virginia, Ralph Northam, said even after birth, abortion is still okay. Wait, what? Yeah, you remember, right? You did it on a radio show. If a baby survi- survives the abortion procedure and is delivered and is still alive, yeah, sit it over there on the table will you, while I have a chat with mom. Find out if mom wants me to save that baby's life or if mom just wants to let it die on the table. So even post-birth abortion is now in the, in the playbook. It's in the, it's in the wish list. It's in the desire of the, uh, of the American left. And it is this bar- barbarism, if you will, that they are willing to commit violent acts, criminal acts, to defend. This is what their goal is. So when they act out by breaking U.S. federal law and going outside of the homes of Supreme Court justices like Brett Kavanaugh and like um, uh, Justice John Roberts, Chief Justice John Roberts, and now Samuel Alito, what they are willing to do is break the law to try to convince and intimidate and harass and to, uh, and to scare those Supreme Court justices, into changing their minds. And they don't care what they have to do to do it. Because killing babies is really, really important to them. See, so I'm not talking about abortion today. 
I'm talking about crime. I'm talking about 18 U.S. Code 1507. You've probably heard a thing or two about that in the last couple of days, haven't you? Well, if you haven't, I'll let uh, former Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi uh, tell you a little bit about what 18 U.S. Code 1507 says. All right, hold on a second. I'm told we just have one minute left in the segment, so I'm going to save that. I'm going to hold. I'm going to play that for you after the break. Then, but I will give you just a little a bit of a teaser on it. It says you can't go to a Supreme Court justice's house and try to intimidate and scare them and coerce them and harass them into changing their vote. You also can't do it to a juror if you happen to be trying to influence the outcome of a jury trial. You can't do it to a witness if you're trying to influence their testimony that will lead to an outcome of a jury trial. You can't do it to a sitting judge either. That's the reality of it. But is the American federal government, the branded administration, the Department of Justice, interested in stopping those crimes? The answer is no. I'll tell you more right after this. Barbaric! Many people own coins that have not performed as well as they'd expected. Some own coins that have done better than they expected. Or maybe you just want to cash out and do something else with the money. Markets change, and to understand the current value of your precious metals portfolio, you should get a new valuation. So I'd like to tell you about my friend, and he is, otherwise I never use that term, Nick Rovich. Came my friend because I so admire his honesty and integrity and knowledge of the coin world, of the gold world, the silver world. He's owner of AmFed Coin and Bullion for over 40 years. Nick has built a reputation for trust and honesty, and his goal is to earn your business for life. Nick won't push you to sell, but when you're ready, I believe he offers the best price, trade, and consignment deals compared to anyone. Right now, Nick and the AmFed team are offering their exclusive coin performance review for free. That's right, free, with a no-pressure guarantee from Nick. Call Nick at 800-221-7694. That's 800-221-7694. Folks, this show is now available on TV, and I urge you to go there and watch it. Go to SalemNewsChannel.com or download the app. You can also watch us on Roku and Fire Stick. Salem News Channel, the antidote to the mainstream media. Thank you very much, Dennis. Salem News Channel, indeed. 21 minutes after the hour. Thanks for joining us for the Dennis Prager Show. Bob Brand sitting in Cleveland, Ohio, the ReliefFactor.com studios. Always Right Radio is my program. It's daily 9 to noon on uh, the East Coast time zone. If you care to check it out, I'm online at alwaysright.us, alwaysright.us. So I want to give you this just kind of little primer of what 18 U.S. Code 1507 actually says. I tried to give it to you from the vantage point of Pam Bondi, the former Attorney General of the State of Florida, speaking about the current Attorney General of the United States of America, Merrick Garland, who refuses to do anything about the crimes that are taking place here. Pam Bondi. Will be heard? Yeah. Yeah, Sean, it is illegal what they're doing. And Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, should be out there arresting them. Here's why. 18 U.S.C. 1507. It is a crime to picket a judge's house with the intent to influence them. This opinion has not yet been released. They are attempting to influence them. Every person out there. And then you've got Sonny Houston Holston. You know what she is? She's a lawyer. She's on TV. She's not only a lawyer, she's their chief legal analyst saying it's okay for what these people are doing. They are out there committing a crime. This isn't a peaceful protest. The law is very clear. You cannot go to a judge's home with intent to influence them. And the law is there for a very good reason. And Sean, that's another reason our United States Supreme Court justices, they're lifetime appointments. So they cannot be influenced. And, you know, I would guarantee you even the most liberal justices are mortified and horrified. It's what's, what's happening in front of their colleagues' homes because they right. all act with civility and camaraderie. I would hope they are mortified and horrified by what is happening to their colleagues. I don't know if I would put any money on it, though, Pam Bondi, because I don't think they see things the way you do, particularly when it comes to this issue. All rational, moral uh, feelings that they may have, and I know there aren't a ton of them on the left anyway, 
I think are kicked to the curb when it comes to abortion, because look at what they are trying to defend. Now, Pam Bondi there did indeed quote from U.S. Code, 18 U.S. Code uh, 1507, which does indeed prohibit by law the picketing or parading or doing of anything trying to influence any judge or intimidate any judge, juror, or witness, or court officer uh, in the outcome of a trial or in the outcome of a hearing. If you do such a thing, you can be fined and you can be imprisoned for not more than one year or both. It is very clear, it is very plain, it is very obvious, it is not ambiguous. This is what the law says. But the question is, is where's Merrick Garland? Where is the Attorney General who just literally a few months back took a letter that was solicited by the Brandon administration, solicited from the the, uh, um, National School Boards Association, they asked them to send in a complaint about unruly parents at school board meetings so that they would then have the reason or have a justification to sick the FBI on parents to shut them up about critical race theory, about SEL, social emotional learning, about CSE, comprehensive sexual education. These parents need to be shut up and they need to be shut up now, the Biden administration believed. So they solicited this letter from the school board association to Biden who then quickly handed it off to Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, who quickly dispatched the Blue Windbreakers to parents' homes, threatening and intimidating them into silence. That same Attorney General will not send any FBI Blue Windbreakers to the homes of Samuel Alito and Brett Kavanaugh and and, uh, Clarence Thomas and John Roberts. Or Neil Gorsuch or Amy Coney Barrett. No one is going to be busted up and stopped from protesting, intimidating, and harassing in violation of U.S. law these Supreme Court justices because it might get in the way of somebody's right to butcher their baby with a sharp instrument. That's the end of the story. The Attorney General refuses to do anything about it, and he is emboldened, I believe, as is the rest of the Brandon administration, by the likes of which uh, 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 Pam Bondi just mentioned in that clip, by the likes of the mainstream media, people like Sonny Hostin, the raging racist on on ABC's The View. She simply despises people who are not black, and she despises people who are black who don't think like she does, because what's wrong with you? Why aren't you speaking like I do? You're black. You should be a Democrat. Being a black Republican is an oxymoron, she said. Being a Latina Republican is an oxymoron. So this this raging racist, Sonny Hostin, went on The View and justified and defended the, the, uh, the uh, uh, protests and the parading and the picketing and the chanting and the intimidation outside these justices' homes because, well, at least now the justices get the point. She's going to pretend to care about the law here, but then she's going to admit the truth, in which she said, at least now the justices understand that we mean business. I was was watching a lot of the protests that were Mm -hmm. happening outside of some of the justices' homes, and my understanding is that um, Justice Alito has had to go into hiding um, uh, because of this, um, you know, draft opinion that was leaked. And and while I think it is terrible that um, a justice would have to go into hiding. Can't you just hear the sadness in her voice when she says that it's terrible that a justice would have to go into hiding? No, you think it is great that a justice has to go into hiding. Why? I think it is really clear to the justices now that, as Anna mentioned, because you made your point. Now it's really clear to them how serious we are. We want to kill babies at our rate, not at yours. With our restrictions, which is none, not yours. We don't want you getting in the way of our ability to dismember children. Leave us alone. 64 to 66% of Americans believe that the Supreme Court should uphold Roe v. Wade, right? Wait, wait, what? Did you want to repeat that very easily disprovable lie again? Believe that the Supreme Court should uphold Roe v. Wade, right? No, 64% of Americans do not believe that. Uh, Roe v. Wade should be upheld. 66% or 63% or whatever of Americans do not believe that there should be no limits or restrictions on abortion. As a matter of fact, the most recent survey showed that 74% of Americans say exactly the opposite, that there should be some restrictions, if not outright bans, on the procedure. 
But please continue. Right. And so that being said, um, maybe these protests and maybe this outcry gives Chief Justice Roberts some leverage for a more moderate Mm -hmm. approach. There it is. There it is. Out loud. Maybe these protests outside the Supreme Court justices' homes that send people like Sam Alito and his family into hiding have made it clear to John Roberts, Roberts, change your mind. Don't let this vote happen. Don't let this vote be released. Don't let this opinion that is a draft opinion become a permanent opinion. Don't do it. Now you see how serious we are. Now you can find a more moderate approach. She literally just gave tacit approval justification for the breaking of U.S. law intimidating judges to stop them from interfering with the right to murder babies. That's how important it is to them. I'll be right back. The fight for the unborn is raging in our country. An unprecedented leak from the Supreme Court indicates that Roe v. Wade is on the brink of being overturned. During this critical time, a new movie is about to be released. The award-winning film, The Matter of Life cuts through the rhetoric and hatred and exposes the real issues surrounding the plight of the unborn. The Matter of Life will be in theaters nationwide for two nights only, May 16 and 17. If you care about protecting the unborn, this is a movie you will not want to miss. Go to fathomevents.com to receive your tickets for a theater near you for May 16th or 17th and have your own life transformed as you watch The Matter of Life. That's fathomevents.com, F-A-T-H-O-M, events.com. There's a battle taking place in America. Whether you are pro-choice or pro-life, you should see this film. Yes, hour number two is underway. Thank you, Mr. Scream, for that rousing introduction. Hour two of the Dennis Prager Show. Bob France sitting in for Dennis. Dennis is under the weather. A little bit of a little bit of a head cold thing going on, I am told. Hopefully ready to come back tomorrow for you. But I'm so pleased to be with you from Cleveland, Ohio, home of AM fourteen twenty the answer. My radio program is called Always Right Radio. You can learn more about it and follow along and even listen to it if you dare. At alwayswrite.us, alwayswrite.us. You'll see some of the leading news and views of the conservative movement in this country collected for you right there on alwayswrite.us. So I invite you to join it. By the way, something else that I do on my program, if you've never seen it, or on my website, rather, there's a little red button that says sound off on it on the right side of the page. Click that button, put in your name, and then start talking. Record into your computer's microphone or into your telephone Uh, and then click stop, then click send, and it'll come right to me, and I'll play it on the radio. I do it all the time. I'll play your thoughts on the radio in case you can't stay on hold for a very long time and get on with me live. Record your message, your question. I'll play it, and I'll respond to it, answer it, whatever the case might be. So a lot of ways for you to interact with the program today. 877-243-7776 is the number. That's 8Prager776. Have you seen... 2,000 Meals yet? Did you see it when it was in theaters and limited release last week? Did you watch the virtual premiere perhaps on Saturday? I want to talk to you if you did. That doesn't mean you can't have an opinion if you didn't. But the last caller just said, how do you know who those ballots were for? And the answer is, come on. Let's take a look at what happened and the balance of power in those particular uh precincts in those particular battleground states and how they all flipped for Joe Biden. Um, The other thing a lot of people have said, and Dinesh D'Souza, real, real briefly, because I'm going to go to the phones on this, but Dinesh D'Souza is being very active in social media in responding to critics of 2000 Mules saying, hey, the law says in some of those states that a person can deliver another person's ballot to a ballot box if that person is infirm or is incapable for whatever reason of getting to drop off their own ballot box, as long as it's a family member. And while that is indeed true in some cases, you need to watch the movie. Because then you will ask yourself, how many people do you know that have 15 infirm members of their family that need to have their ballots delivered to a drop box, but not just one drop box, but dispersed over multiple drop boxes in the same city. 
and done so under the cover of darkness at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. All of the video and all of the forensics point to the reality here. And Dinesh D'Souza is responding to these things as the, the best he can. In an article published on Wednesday last week, PolitiFact said, a documentary by Dinesh D'Souza, a far-right commentator, as if that somehow discredits him, furthers the myth that something sinister occurred with mail ballots during the 2020 election. D'Souza told Fox News that mules delivered 400,000 illegal votes. Experts say the evidence D'Souza points to is inherently flawed. D'Souza's argument ignores that in many cases it is legal to drop off a ballot, a ballot, on behalf of another voter, which is especially helpful for voters with disabilities or the elderly. Critics of this practice call it ballot harvesting, with election administrators typically using other terms such as ballot collection, the fact-checker reports. And as Dinesh points out, responding to this, tweeting, paying mules money to deliver ballots is illegal in every state. These mules were all being paid. In Georgia, you can give your ballot to a family member or a caregiver to drop off, yes. But the mules are not family members or caregivers. PolitiFact is lying to cover up coordinated fraud by its own side in the 2020 election, and he is exactly correct. Of the five states examined in the film, none allow someone to get paid to pick up and deliver mail-in ballots, according to Ballotpedia. Arizona only permits a family member household member or caregiver to deliver a ballot. Similarly, Georgia only allows a family or household member. But again, the mules that were tracked and videotaped delivering these just handfuls of ballots to the point where they're stuffing them into the slot of the box and they won't all fit and they're tumbling to the ground. How many infirm family members do you have? And by the way, why were you voting for them in the dead of night? Why were you delivering these, rather, for them in the dead of night? And why did you have to go to another drop box after returning to another center, an NGO, a non-government office, to collect more ballots to take to a different drop box in a different location? All of this is very clearly spelled out, and it's not even spelled out. It doesn't take an explanation. Just your eyes. Just your eyes. Your eyes, your wit, your common sense. You watch and you understand the depth of the coordinated fraud of the 2020 election. And the course of history has, has changed and has suffered. We are all suffering because of that fraud. Did you see the latest numbers in terms of the cost of, you think inflation is bad now at 85 and 10.5%? Give it a couple more months of record high gas prices and diesel prices. Gas prices today are now at an all-time new high at 4.37 a gallon. That's the national average, over 6 bucks in California, but nationally 4.37, which is a nickel higher than yesterday at 4.32, which is about a buck and a half higher than a year ago at 2.96. And what was not reported on that uh, chart, which I have at alwaysright.us, is that two years ago, in May of 2020, under Trump's watch, an average price of gas was a dollar eighty-eight, under two dollars. It's now four thirty-seven. The course of history was changed by that fraud. And oh, by the way, a gallon of diesel is an average of around five fifty a gallon now, or more. Which means every truck delivering every good to your local big box or family stores is going to have to have its price jacked up to cover the cost of that shipping. I don't tell you this because you don't know it. You do know it. But it needs to be spoken that we wouldn't be in this predicament had the election not been stolen in the manner it depicted. And by the way, this is only one portion of the fraud. Other fraud has been proven and put on display in terms of fixing and hacking of, of, of uh, uh, computers uh, in which electronic ballots have been cast. But just to stick only with the paper ballots, the mail-in ballots that were distributed in the five states, the battleground states that I talked about, that you see in uh, 2,000 mules, you will, you will come to realize 
There is no possible way to see it any other way, even with blind partisanship and loyal to the Demon Rat Party. Sorry, I make that mistake from time to time. There's only one letter difference between Democrat and Demon Rat. Sometimes I misspeak. But but even your blind loyalty to the Demon Rat Party, you cannot possibly dispute what you see in the, on this film because it's all video evidenced. All right, 877-PRAGER, or excuse me, 877-243-7776, or 8-PRAGER-776. We're going to go to um, Vincent in Atlanta. How about that? Right to the heart of the matter in Georgia. Vincent, Bob, in for Dennis. Go ahead, sir. Yes, sir, Bob. Listen, I saw the movie, man. It is horrific. At a certain point, Republicans need to simply call this what it was. I think we passed fraud. We moved on to treason. Because that's what it really boils down to if you look at the definition. And why the Republicans aren't, uh, Fox News and Congress aren't really talking about this, I'm, I'm uh, not sure. And one last thing, you said we can't do anything. And in the Constitution, there's a phrase called the consent of the government, which basically means we're governed by our consent. When you have a fraud at this level, no, we're not being governed uh, that way. So there should be something that the public can, can do about it. Well, um, you know, again, I think going forward, Vincent, and I thank you for the call. And I, by the way, I agree with you. I, I think I think it is treasonous. Um, it is certainly federal federal crime to defraud an election and to cast fraudulent ballots and to deliver fraudulent ballots. All of those things are certainly accurate. But we're never gonna. They're never gonna unring this bell. You cannot get toothpaste back into a tube once it's been squirted out. It's just, it's just not possible. Joe Biden is going to have his term. What happens after that, however, can be impacted by what you see in this movie. What happens going forward will be impacted by what has already been done, only if we learn a lesson from it. I'll be right back. In November of 2020, the Democrats were up to no good. Apparently, they were planning to pull off some degree, maybe decisive degree, of election fraud. Well, they might have been caught. Find out what they did and how they did it in the new documentary film called 2,000 Mules, directed and narrated by renowned filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza, and executive produced by Salem Media Group, with research from TrueTheVote.org. 2,000 Mules tells the story of those who tried to hijack a presidential election. You'll see actual video surveillance tapes. You will see how their cell phones were tracked to box after box as they got paid to carry out this illegal scheme. Watch the movie and decide for yourself. Attend a limited release premiere of 2,000 Mules on May 2 or May 4. Check your local listings and get your tickets today at 2000mules.com. That's the number 2000 mules.com all right 20 minutes past the hour uh, on the dennis prager show bob france sitting in for dennis i'm going to go back to your phone calls in a second but i have to i've been trying to familiarize myself with what happened here in what apparently is just an absolutely brazen display of anti-semitism on behalf of a german airline uh, the uh, lufthansa airline you probably only know that uh, uh, that know that airline from the movie Goodfellas and the uh, story of Henry Hill and the uh, and the uh, robbery of that of that uh, airline uh, back in the seventies. But uh, Lufthansa is now being being highlighted for an entirely different reason, according to multiple reports, including one from uh, the organization. Uh, Agudith Israel of America, if I'm saying that correctly, more than 100 Jewish passengers were not allowed to board on a connecting flight from Frankfurt to Budapest last week due to a mask dispute. People on the flight say several Orthodox Jews refused to wear a mask, and Lufthansa continues to require mask wearing on their flights. But instead of just punishing those men and not allowing them to fly for violating their mask orders, the airline allegedly wouldn't allow any visibly Jewish person to continue on their journey, punishing everybody who might be Jewish for the actions of some people who happen to be Jewish who refuse to wear their, pla- wear their uh, masks on the plane. 
This is a report from CBS2 in New York. Let's see if we can make a flight sense. that had originated out of JFK Airport. Jewish people who were the mess, who made the problems. So Jewish people on the plane made the problems. So all Jews are banned from Wisconsin for the day. Just for this flight. One. Multiple Jewish organizations are claiming that more than 100 Jewish passengers were not allowed to go on a connecting flight from Frankfurt to Budapest over a mask dispute. People on the flight last Wednesday claimed several Orthodox Jews refused to wear a mask, which the airline still requires. But instead of just excluding those men, the airline allegedly did not allow any visibly Jewish person to continue their journey. I'm going to stop that right there to make sure you heard that. The airline stopped any visibly Jewish person from continuing their journey. What particularly defines visibly Jewish? And how on earth can this possibly be seen as anything other than blatant racism and anti-Semitism? You look Jewish. Another guy who was Jewish caused a problem for me. Therefore, transitive property here, right? Therefore, you're going to be a problem for me. You don't get to go on this flight. And neither do your other Jewish, visibly Jewish-looking friends. None of you get to go on this flight. In a statement tonight, the airline acknowledged denying boarding to a large number of passengers and says it regrets the circumstances surrounding the event, adding the decision resulted from multiple incidents of noncompliance with crew safety instructions, including not wearing masks. Lufthansa says it is still reviewing the circumstances and apologizes to the passengers and that they have zero tolerance for racism, anti-Semitism, and discrimination of any type. Well... To a developing story in New Jersey. Maybe, maybe they have some tolerance for racism and anti-Semitism. Maybe they have some tolerance there. First of all, what is a visibly Jewish person? What exactly does one have to, what characteristics does one have to have before somebody can say, you look like you might be Jewish, you don't get to board. Wait a minute, why? Because another Jewish guy that I knew was Jewish, because he was Orthodox, caused a problem for me on my plane so you're probably going to cause problems too somebody please substitute african-american or since this was taking place in europe just black somebody substitute black for jew here we had black guys on the plane before who wouldn't cooperate wouldn't wear their masks you're black you're going to be a problem, aren't you? You get out of line. You're not getting on this plane. How do you think that would go over in 2022? In 2022 America or 2022 Europe? I promise you the outrage would be much, much higher and stronger than it is right now because apparently even a German airline in 2022 singling out and determining what an ethnic or what a, a visibly Jewish person looks like and what their personality might be like based on their uh, on their Judaism or their Jewish ethnicity or race apparently that's still okay i mean this is this is beyond outrageous a couple of updates here with mainstream media starting to pick this story up, and it just became presented to me about an hour ago. I've been trying to process it ever since and gather the facts. Lufthansa has issued the following apology and statement. Unfortunately, they are still referring to denying the large group, when in fact they were denying specifically several dozen Jews on the flight. They were not allowed to board despite not being a part of any group other than just being Jewish, potentially, or maybe visibly Lufthansa regrets the circumstances surrounding the decision to exclude passengers, not Jewish passengers. How about Lufthansa regrets the circumstances surrounding the very specific anti-Semitic judgments made against a group of people who look like other people who caused us problems with our mask requirements? Lufthansa sincerely apologizes for that. What do you think? Think that might help a little bit? Shining a light on anti-Semitism in the world should never be silenced. Now we wait for Lufthansa to do the same. Uh, yeah, this just continues to get worse. I just continue to try to update this as much as I can. Lufthansa refusing to acknowledge that it was Jewish people who were uh, who were discriminated against here, who were 
targeted for this harassment and this refusal to access or allow access to a plane, a connecting flight, simply because previous Jewish passengers caused a problem. Uh, and if you couldn't hear it at the very beginning of that video, by the way, what the flight attendant was saying, she was trying to explain why they were not allowing Jewish-looking people onto this flight, because Jewish people caused the problem. Jewish people were the, who were the mess, said this flight attendant, uh, who made the problems, therefore you're not allowed to go. And they said, what, never again? And no, just on this flight. Oh, okay. Well, as long as we're only going to be anti-Semitic and racist for this flight, but not for all of the other flights to come, then I guess we can let this one slide, right? No, 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 no. This cannot be allowed to slide. Two one, or excuse me, I almost gave you the Cleveland phone number. Eight seven seven two four three seventy seven seventy six. Eight Prager seven seven six. Let's get a phone call in from. How about Minneapolis, Matt? You are on the Dennis Prager show. Go ahead, Matt. Oh hi, thank you. Um, did you say that the mainstream media was picking that story up? Because I thought. That you know that would just get buried, but if you said that the media is starting to get it, that's something at least. Well, um, the, yeah, that, that was that was that about, was the but... phrasing that was the phrasing on one particular website that I looked at that said as the mainstream media yeah. becomes aware of this and starts to pick it up. So let's see how mainstream I it really so. goes. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Um, oh, anyway, reason for my call. I, I did just see the movie. It was it was amazing. Um, the, the tracking and the pinging of the of the phones, and, and then how um, you know all the uh, or a lot of the the mules had were our suspect. I may, you other. know what, Matt? I may have done you dirty here. I took your call too close to a break. Stay there. We'll come back to you right after this. Slip sliding away. Well, I hope it's not. Slip sliding away. It feels like it is sometimes, doesn't it? Our country, our culture, our democracy, sometimes it feels like it's slip-sliding away. But we will not go down without fighting for it, battling for it, in whatever way we have to. Welcome, hour number three of the Dennis Prager Show. Bob France sitting in for Dennis, who is a little under the weather, hopefully better by tomorrow, and back in the big chair to entertain and enlighten you. Meantime, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, the ReliefFactor.com studios of AM 1420, The Answer. Um, I, I Just to follow up on what I ended the last hour with, um, it's not an easy watch, but it's not like it's some graphic, graphic um, horror film. It's five minutes of testimony from a former abortion provider um, who wants you to know exactly what happens when they perform this quote-unquote health care procedure for a woman. It's... It, you know, it was stated in Congress. This was testimony before Congress. It aired on television. It was before the Judiciary Committee two year, three years ago now in 2019. Um, and it's the reality. Because what I say is, this is what the left is fighting so hard to defend. Once you see what the reality is by listening to this five minutes, this five-minute explanation from this doctor, this uh, former abortion provider, See if you can defend it. See when you hear the reality of what this barbaric torture and murder of a procedure really is. See if you can defend it. That's all I ask. Go to my website, alwayswrite.us, alwayswrite.us, and educate yourself. Just prepare yourself before you do it, because it's probably going to make you sick to your stomach. Again, it's only testimony. It's only words. There are no graphic images, no pictures, no videos, other than the video of a, of a man sitting before Congress, before a committee, and giving his testimony. That's it. I challenge you. 877-243-7776, the number to join us, 8Prager776. I want to go right back to the phones, as I promised I would. I've been very large on the monologuing today, not as much on listening, so let's take some phone calls. And we're going to go to... Uh, California, and it looks like Karen in California. You are on the Dennis Prager Show. Bob France sitting in. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. Good, uh, good morning. Yeah, good morning. I, I, you know, I, yeah, I have a question. This whole voter fraud stuff. The only mm-hmm. voter fraud I heard was, I need you to find me 11,780 votes. The voter fraud that is supposed to be conducted in black and brown area hasn't manifested itself, but it has manifested, manifested itself in the villages, or with Mark Meadows, who's registered to vote in three states, all this supposed voter fraud, 
You know who conducted themselves with class? Why, why do you keep oh, saying supposed voter fraud, Karen? Did you did you well, watch the evidence presented that I was discussing earlier? Did you see the um, you address, the two thousand rules? Can you address the voter fraud that says? I need you to find me eleven thousand seven hundred. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, first of all, that's not how this works. Um, I'm the host. I ask a question of a caller, and a caller calls with their answer to it. So, if you want to answer it, you can. Second of all, okay, I will tell good. you what you just described is not voter fraud. Saying what I need, all, all he's telling, all he's telling. <laughs> The Georgia representatives is don't let them cheat me. Make sure, sure. that the vote is accurate. Yeah, that's sure. exactly right. Make sure you yeah, you you know as well as you. Okay, why why why? Hold on, Karen. What I want to know is why you are so dedicated to not addressing the issue that is presented with visual evidence, not conjecture, not this is what my opinion is, but the visual evidence that is provided in this film. Can you please address yeah. that, or is that something that's too hard to face? Well, I, I don't even deal with the, with, it, with the film. I deal with reality. Mark Meadows registered in three states. Okay, the so you're not going to you're not going you're not going to answer the question. You're not going to answer the question. You see, this is the reason why the left doesn't have successful radio, because the left cannot conduct conversations and stay on the point and stay on the topic intelligently and sensibly. This is the reason why Air America failed. This is the reason why conservative talk radio has been the dominant uh, uh, um, in this in- dominant force in this industry for the last forty years. Um, because we will talk to people on the other side, and we will stay on topic and not try to deflect and create a straw man argument. And by the way, people who are registered in multiple states is exactly why. Republican secretaries of state move to clean up the voter rolls. So if somebody is registered in one state and moves to another, the the original state that they left, they have to have their name taken off the ballot. They have to take their name their name taken off the registry, which is exactly what Republican secretaries of state have tried to do and leftist leftists have complained about because they want to be registered in multiple states. But the issue here is what is presented in 2,000 Mules, which is not refutable because we're talking about the best evidence that there can possibly be as to fraud. Video evidence. Video evidence. Forensic evidence. Easily provable scientific evidence. We're not talking about just, well, maybe because this guy was registered at two different places. That's fraud. Well, that's not evidence. That's conjecture. That's that's argumentation. That is just being argumentative for the sake of not wanting to address the issue at hand. Why do you want to call a show that's talking about an issue and then change the issue? It doesn't make any sense. The reality is that hundreds of thousands of illegal ballots were cast by collectors or harvesters and then given to mules and then those mules delivering them to drop boxes which were unmanned and then all of those votes counted in all of the key battleground states that needed to be won the blue line if you will that joe biden and the democrats had to hold in order to try to stop donald trump from getting reelected and that's exactly what went down it's not disputable what's troubling about this when I hear from a leftist caller like that, who doesn't want to talk about the situation at hand, so she creates a, a straw man argument and diverts attention to something else, is they're not even arguing that what is presented in the movie isn't true, because it's impossible to refute. They're just trying to say, well, you don't know whose names are on them, so maybe those were Trump votes. Right, 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 because... Hundreds of thousands of Trump votes in leftist-dominated blue areas were being delivered in the dead of night at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning to dozens of different drop boxes. Because that's about as believable as, you know, it was 2 a.m. and... um, you know, I was coming back from Subway, you know, because I just really was craving a good six-incher from Subway, you see. I was had to have one at 2 o'clock in the morning. It was 17 below, I know. But, you know, and I didn't want to Uber my way over there. I walked. 
at, at 2 o'clock in the morning to Subway. I was just coming back at 17 below, in two, 17 below temperatures at 2 o'clock in the morning with my sandwich, you see. And these two guys in red MAGA hats yelled out, Hey, this is Trump country! And then they poured bleach on me because they happened to be carrying bleach at 2 o'clock in the morning at 17 below temperatures in a very leftist, urban, Democrat area of Chicago. Two white Trump supporters came there and put a... They were also carrying a noose, you see. They had a noose just in case they ran into, just in case they ran into at 2 o'clock in the morning, a gay black guy coming back from Subway on his way back to his place, you see. They, they Just in case they ran into one, they wanted to have a noose ready and some bleach, you see. And then they yelled at me, and they poured it on me, and they put the noose around my neck, and they said, this is Trump country. And I got out of there, and I went home. And then I left the noose around my neck the entire time till I could call some people and tell everybody what happened. Because the Jussie story is exactly what people like Karen in L.A. or wherever it was, want you to believe happened in 2,000 Mules. All of those Trump supporters out there at 2 o'clock in the morning loading up the ballot boxes in liberal Democrat areas, in highly urban areas, with majority-minority voters, that's what happened. Yep, they were carrying nooses and bottles of bleach and dozens of ballots for Trump and stuffing ballot boxes with them. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And apparently they weren't very good at it because... If they were, well, then maybe Biden wouldn't have won all of those areas, catapulting him to victories in the battleground states that led us into the Brandon realm in which we all exist today. I'll be right back. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.